Joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. What's your thoughts, Tim? Well, it's, it was a, a crazy game. Uh, you know, we saw history in terms of what the Jazz did shooting the basketball. But I think we all have been around the game long enough to know that the Jazz really played well enough offensively to really be up way more than five. And when we saw that, that, that was a little bit concerning. Um, and really, I think, I think the story of this all is, you know, the Clippers really doing to the Jazz what the Jazz have done to everybody all year. They, they've, they've really frustrated them. Uh, the Jazz offense is based on precision, pace, and ball movement. We see nothing like that, and I, I have to credit the Clippers with, with that. I think um, they have just really kind of enforced their will and just turned the series based, um, you know, that defense and that offense, the Jazz inability to string together stops when you score that many points in the first half and you just don't have an answer to slow them down. I mean, it's, it, it is a very, very difficult way to win. What do you think about the way they defend the perimeter? I mean, David and I discussed um, the length of the Clippers, uh, how they protected those passing lanes. We didn't see, we saw more of it in Los Angeles where they took away those passing lanes, but their perimeter defense on the Jazz just, just kept them from breaking breaking the paint. Yeah, they did, and I think that's been their M.O. Um, you know, the, part of it, too, I think the Jazz, much like Dallas uh, in that series, get kind of lulled into some tough shots. You know, really um, a lot of dribbling, not a lot of passing. It, it kind of lulls you to sleep, and Clippers' whole objective is tried to make the ball stick, you know, obviously get it out of Donovan's hands, but make the ball stick from there. And, you know, the, the, the strategy, the, the change from game one, uh, you know, in game two to what they went to in game three, you know, looks totally different. Pretty curious to go back and look at the isolation numbers, and I don't quite know if they'll show, but it just feels like they just went one-on-one, -on -one, beat our guys, pull Rudy in, because Rudy's got to protect the rim, and that leads to an open three for the number one catch-and-shoot team in the league. And if they don't get that, then their guy's going one-on-one, -on -one and Morris or Paul George or those guys just made enough shots. But their half-court offense, which I'll have to be interested to go back and, you know, as you call the game, you don't really know. It doesn't feel like they were running a lot of... I mean, they ran some double staggers from Paul George up the wing and have him come up the ball. They ran a nice play out of a timeout. They... But to me, like, my memory on this game is them driving the basket, Rudy having to suck in, and them getting wide-open looks out of it. And that's what five wide does. You've got to be able to guard your yard, though. If you can't guard your yard and they're going five wide, it's, a, it's problematic. Yeah, that's, it's the beauty of that offense. The spacing, you know, and then have guys that can shoot it. They're, they've got versatile guys and guys that are stepping up. And Morris was amazing tonight. Um, I thought, you know, he was... He had a little bit extra. Jackson had a, a great night again. Um, you know, Batum made just a couple shots. But, yeah, you got to hand it to him. And I, and I also echo what you said, David. I think uh, Paul George deserves a ton of credit. I mean, he was, uh, he was playoff P. I mean, he checkered past. It's a lot of bad nights in there. But tonight was the most he scored in the game since he was with Indiana in the playoffs, and he was by far the best player on the floor tonight, and we had no answer. 
Well, they've got a, one more chance to figure it out, I guess, right? Yeah, that's sad. Let's hope they get it. Yep. Because this has been a magical season, and today it felt as though everything was going your direction, and the Clippers were uninterested in that narrative. Well, guys, travel safe. We'll talk to you in L.A. You bet. All right, there you go. David Locke, Ron Boone, your final tonight. Jazz lose to the Clippers, 119-111. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. is your final jazz fall tonight at home to the LA Clippers. They now trail the Clips in their best of seven playoff series. Three games to two, game six now, the closeout game on Friday night. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, and coach, the Jazz shot the lights out in the first half, could only muster a five-point lead. You knew the second half was going to be different because it would have been impossible to shoot the ball that well, and uh, the Jazz did not play well in the second half. And uh, they come out with a loss, and uh, this was this was a pretty brutal loss. The the to win the series now is going to be a real uphill battle. Yeah, it is. You're going to have to win two in a row. You're going to have to go on the road uh, and totally take momentum that's been built now for three straight games. Um, because let's just be honest, the Jazz have not looked like themselves uh, in these last three games against the Clippers. Have very rarely gotten into what they want to offensively. Um, you know, you've got to credit Tyron Lue. I think his um, you know, his strategy, the way he's kind of pulled the right strings. And tonight without Kawhi Leonard, like David said, I've seen it a million times um, in, the, in the time I've been around the game. Uh, the Clippers really just kind of united around the fact that this is what we got. And they went out there and played really hard at halftime. You know, the Jazz, you feel like they played so well offensively in that that they should be up 13-15 when it was five. Um, you know, the thing I would totally do, uh, believe is that Tyron Lue went in there and said, we just got to keep attacking them because they can't shoot the ball like they're shooting it. Um, and he was right. You know, the Jazz uh, did not shoot the ball well in the second half. And, and they got the same type of shots. I think that's the biggest uh, frustration. Um, the Jazz did not get great looks in the first half. They just made a bunch of them. And a lot of them off the bounce, a lot of tough ones. You know, we were talking about this off the air, and you've hit on this a lot this year, Tim, keeping an eye on the assist numbers and the ball movement and the Jazz tonight, uh, 15 assists on 36 made field goals, and it was just all one-pass possessions, or zero or one-pass possessions. I mean, it, it was not the ball movement. It was not the Jazz offense. You know, the Clippers and what they're doing defensively has thrown the Jazz for a loop, and they just do not have an answer. Like you said, in the first half, I mean, they were shooting lights out, but it wasn't it wasn't because the shots were great or the offense was working. They were just happened to go down. Yeah. Like uh, a bunch of the shots that Bojan made were just face up, you know, jab stepped three. Um, you know, the jazz did get out in transition and get some good things. And when they do get out in transition, uh, there's open floor, the ball moves and they can kind of play the way they're used to. But yeah, the Clippers, the way they're guarding, it really lulls the jazz into thinking that the guy with the ball has got to do everything. And that's what it feels like. Uh, I'd have to go back and watch it. But, um, you know, that that inability, like Ron said, to break the paint, you know, that's that's been a uh, it's been a tough thing for the Jazz when they're not able to do that. And then just not getting stops in the first half when they're just out uh, on fire turnovers as well, where they had, what, 11 turnovers in the first half. And you mentioned it at halftime, 10 of those were live ball turnovers. I mean, that's brutal. 
and then you can't go out there and, and get stops to take advantage of, uh, of, I mean, you know, we've seen the Jazz go in fuego mode at times this year, and all of a sudden they're up 20. We've seen it a bunch. And in this case, uh, they made enough shots to do that, but then just made mistakes and, and couldn't get stops on the other end. And uh, that's the story of the game to me. I mean, Jazz play shot like they did in the first half and only be up by five at halftime. I mean, you knew that that, that game was far from over. Well, we heard all year, is that sustainable? We knew that the that 85% effective field goal percentage is not sustainable. Um, and, you know, I, I look back, the Jazz, I, I can I believe with what David said, I, I feel like they played hard. You know, they played hard. This is not an, an effort situation. It's just uh, the Clippers are a really difficult matchup because they're very versatile. They got shooters in every spot. Does this sound familiar? Yes, That's what it we does. watched, right? Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, they flipped the shot chart on the Jazz. Really, it is, is like watching what the Jazz have done to nearly every opponent, uh, but they've done it now three nights in a row. Yeah. And now uh, they have control of the series and can close it out on Friday. In fact, with that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast coming your way on Friday from Los Angeles. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post-game sound, and we'll continue to break this one down as well. 119 to 111 is your final Jazz fall to the Clippers right here on the Jazz Radio Network. to 111 jazz follow the clippers tonight jazz game night post game show on the jazz radio network jake scott coach tim lacombe with you post game brought to you by our friends at mark miller subaru the sun is rising on adventure explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 subaru cross track with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine learn more at mark miller subaru Dot com. Let's get a look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot 45% from the field, 37% from three, 20 of 54. They were led by Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 32 points. Donovan, uh, Boyan, by the way, was 10 of 20, 9 of 17 from three. Donovan had 21 on 6 of 19 shooting. 4 of 14 from 3 at 5 boards and uh, 5 assists. Rudy tonight, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Rudy did not have a block tonight. Don't uh, see many games that uh, we say that. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 15 coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles at 12. Royce O'Neal had 12. As far as the Clippers, uh, they shot 51% from the field, 40% from 3. Uh, let's see here. Paul George had 37 points, 16 rebounds, and five assists tonight in just a magnificent performance. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. with 22, Reggie ja- or 25, Reggie Jackson with 22. Yeah, the uh, the numbers <clears throat> they speak a lot there. Right? You know, the Jazz uh, as you go through that. You know, Donovan obviously was not. Um, yeah, I think you said it. He only had five shots right at, for, at, at half at halftime, mm-hmm. um, and and really looked to be. You know, uh, starting to get kind of frustrated with this double team. You know, uh, I talked about it. It's it's a hard thing to know when to attack it great and when to pull it out. Um, you know, his you know there, there's all sorts of tweets being put out there that you know Donovan's ankle's not good. Um, you know, all we really can go off of what we hear the injury report. Obviously, his name has not been put on that, but he does look like he's he's limping around on it. I think this time of year, though, I think everybody's limping around on everything, yeah. and uh, you know, so. Certainly can't go to, you know, again, Clippers played without Kawhi. So, um, you know, I don't know there's much to, but 
But, I, you know, again, this is not an effort thing. I think it's just a matter of the Clippers' matchup and style of play and everything else just kind of become a little bit uh, – they're playing bully ball, really, is what they're doing. Offensively, they're playing bully ball. Defensively, they're playing bully ball, and it's working. All right, let's get to the coach. Let's get some post-game sound with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. I will start with Eric Walden, so like Tribune. It seemed like um, the defense was having issues throughout the game just in terms of making rotations, uh, stopping three-point shooters. What did you think about uh, how the defense performed throughout the game? Well, we we had we had a trouble in, in transition defense in the first half, I thought. Not that our half court was was great, but um, you know, I thought we we made we, we you know we made shots in the first half, and I didn't think we we took advantage of that fact because we gave up some easy baskets, and then you know, obviously, uh, in the second half, there there was you know different things on too many possessions where. You know, we tried to execute something and we didn't do it on, on the level that we need to. Um, you know, I think it, 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 those breakdowns ultimately, even, even if you're in rotations, which, you know, we're, we're going to be at, at certain points, particularly if we're trying to, to give help on on PG when, when he's going. But, you know, th- those things, we've just got to be better in, in those areas. And it, it's kind of, it goes up up the chain of a possession where they begin to get an advantage and then, you know, we're behind. Matthew calls AP. As hot as you guys were from the perimeter in the first half, I think you missed 16 straight threes, you know, bridging the first and second halves. What can you do to generate offense when the three-pointers point three pointers aren't falling? That, that's kind of a, you know, the question kind of about our team, you know, we, we, I thought in the third quarter, we didn't get as good of looks, you know, I, I thought some of those shots were, were just harder shots, lower percentage shots, but, you know, we're not a team, you know, that that's who we've been the whole season. And, and, you know, we have to get, get good ones. Um, and a lot of times you can get those in transition or, we can get that when we get in the paint and are able to make plays for each other. Um, you know, th- there's some of them for us that, you know, you, you want to get to the rim oftentimes, um, you know, th- th- that early three is, is, is it really is, is the best shot for us. And it, it has been during the course of the season. So, you know, we've had plenty of games, um, you know, where we, we keep shooting and, you know, you, we start making late and we, we had some really good looks late, I thought as well. And, you know, if we, if we turn those down and their defense gets set and, you know, they're switching pick and roll and they're able to stay in front, um, we usually get up against the shot clock. So um, in spite of the fact that those shots aren't going in, you know, I, I think they're still good shots. Um, you know, for our group and as far as what the strengths and weaknesses of our team are offensively. So, you know, you you don't want to stop shooting, um, but you also want to do things that can get you better looks. Um, And I thought particularly in the third, I thought we began to get some better looks as, you know, as it went on, but the biggest issue, you know, is we we weren't getting stops and and that's a big thing for us because, you know, those, those stops usually generate 
you know, the kind of threes that we saw in the first half. Tim McMahon, ESPN.com. Quinn, how big of a concern is Donovan's ankle at this point? And uh, what do you think of the way he's playing despite uh, some obvious limitations? Um, you know, kind of the segue on the, the, the last question, you know, we're asking Donovan, you know, again, that's one of the reasons for us to get out in transition because it takes some of the load off him. Um, we, when we get into the half court, you know, he, he's carrying a huge load, you know, not just trying to create offense for himself, but for, you know, for the group. So um, they'll continue to evaluate him and, you know, see where he is after after tonight and, you know, continue to, to monitor that and make decisions going forward that um, obviously have Donovan's best interest at, you know, first and foremost in mind. And Anderson, KSLsports.com. Piggybacking off that, Quinn, what, what does your team lose offensively when he's not able to explode to the rim, Donovan, uh, that is outside of just his own isolation scoring? Well, you know, he, he's the guy, you know, in our group that, that is really oftentimes, you know, has the responsibility and it, it can be a heavy one of, of generating, you know, whether, like I said, generating shots for himself or, um, you know, going by and creating and, and getting other people looks. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's a lot. And, and, you know, he's, he's shown his capability of, of making those plays you know, throughout the year. And, and obviously in the playoffs as well, the level that he's played at, but um, you know, if they're double teaming him, you know, blitzing him in pick and roll coming to hit um, off the nearest man, you know, he, he's got to get off the ball. Um, and that that's what he does because, you know, it's hard to play one against two. So and as the ball moves out, that's, you know, that's where we got some good looks in the second half. Um, you know, but as I said, you know, we've had some other guys that stepped up. You know, I thought Boyan obviously had a, a big night for us. JC in the first half really, um, you know, got it going. And I thought gave us a lot of momentum there when, I felt like maybe we could have been ahead more than we were if it weren't for some, you know, some from from some mistakes defensively and as I said, transition defense. Okay, that's all the time we have. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. As uh, the Jazz lose to the Clippers tonight, one nineteen, one eleven. What uh, stood out to you, Coach, about what Coach Snyder had to say? Well, I think it's everything we've talked about. It's uh, you know the Jazz inability, as he said, to to get enough stops. You know, get out in transition. It's all the you know he's he's watching a lot more game film than we are, but this is what uh, this is what we watch, and I think, you know that that is the really kind of been the secret to it. Uh, the Clippers have really froze the Jazz um, on on the de- offensive end, and then defensively just attacked, attacked, attacked. Isolation's been really good. Paul George played a great game, uh, and I think Quinn. You know I, I think there's a part of him, um, you know that that uh, is searching a little bit right now. Obviously, that's three straight games where the Clippers kind of come out with that same mindset, kind of that same uh, small lineup this time, you know, without Kawhi Leonard. So, um, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, the Jazz have, um, you know, one more chance here and, and Quinn's uh, just trying to, to lock in as to what, you know, he feels like would be best for his club. Uh, let's get to your points at the page brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life.
Tonight, the Jazz outshot in the paint, uh, 34 to 30. But I'm not sure how consequential that stat was tonight. Jazz didn't take a whole lot of shots in the paint. Well, the paint's kind of become a really, uh, it's almost been a place where the Jazz don't get a whole lot. You know, uh, they've not been able to, because of the switching, not been able to take care, uh, take advantage much of, of roles. Um, you know, when, when they do drive it, uh, you know, there's always a little bit of help. It's just a very, very physical, suffocating type defense. And so, yeah, the paint's been a little bit uh, foreign to the Jazz. They have not gotten in there like they have this year. All right, uh, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek, standard symmetrical all wheel drive, and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight. Uh, the Jazz lose to the Los Angeles Clippers 119 to 111. We'll get you more post game sound. We'll continue to break this one down as well. Coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek. The standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz lose tonight 119-111 to to the Clippers. The Clippers now have a three games to two lead in uh, the best of seven playoff series. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a look at your master of the glass tonight, brought to you by safe flight auto glass, safe flight proud to announce they'll be donating $4,800 to the United way of Utah, which provides parents, caregivers, and neighbors, the tools for childhood education, youth, social and emotional health and family financial stability. This year's master of the glass, of course, was Rudy Gobert, who secured 960 rebounds in the jazz regular season. And uh, tonight, uh, the master of the glass is coach Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, 10 rebounds tonight uh, for Rudy. Uh, the Jazz had 36 team rebounds. The Clippers had 39. The true, the, the real master of the glass of the game was Paul George, who had 16 boards. Paul George was amazing tonight. Uh, out of all the crap that he gets, playoff P and all that, and I, hey, I find it annoying he gave himself a nickname too, but 37, 16, and 5 is one heck of a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, in fact, I just saw this stat. Let me see if I can find it. Mark Stein. Uh, reports or, or tweets the uh, the Clippers. Paul George joins Kevin Durant as the only two players this postseason to have at least 35 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists in a game. Yeah, that's good. Pretty good company. And did it without, you know, Kawhi Leonard, where you knew the focus was going to be on Paul George. He was going to be the star that, or the straw that stirred the drink tonight, and he had no problem with it. No, he had zero problem with it and made big shot after big shot, but his supporting cast was really good too. And, you know, the one thing the Clippers, they, they, they also rely on the pass and the kick out and the catch and shoot three, and they're finding it, right? They're, they're in a rhythm where they've got the floor spaced, they're beating their guy, help has to come, you know, and, and it's, it's like what we talked about, what makes the Jazz offense so beautiful, um, but it's bogged down now because of the Clippers and their physical ways. Mentioned the supporting cast. Marcus Morris Sr. tonight with 25. Reggie Jackson had 22. So both those guys were really good. Terrence Mann had 13 coming into the starting lineup for Kawhi. I thought his physicality was really good. Yep. You know, he's a he's a tough guy, doesn't back down. Um, buddy of mine just tweeted and I think or texted me, and I think it, it, it's applicable. You know, the, the more aggressive team typically wins the the basketball game and and the series. And I think that. Uh, the Jazz came out in this you know, beginning of the series really aggressive, and I think that 
that narrative switch a little bit. The Clippers would have to be set as the most aggressive team, and it's been good for them. All right, let's get some more post-game sound. Let's go now to Rudy Gobert. First up will be Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy. So you guys obviously got off to that incredible offensive start, but it seemed like uh, the defensive rotations were kind of a problem all along. Can you kind of just take us through what went wrong on that end? Um, I didn't feel like we were playing with a sense of urgency at the beginning of the game. You know, we obviously we were, we were, we were doing a great job making shots and, and scoring. And in a way, I wish we would have missed shots. So maybe we would have thought that we need to play some defense to, to, to win this game. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, we just didn't. We, we turned it up defensively throughout the course of the game. But, uh, you know, we, uh, when when a team like this gets comfortable, uh, you know it, it's tough to. I mean, you you put yourself in a position when you can you can go either way, and uh, you know it went their way tonight. You know we. I mean we. There's no urgency at the beginning of the of the game defensively. You know the communication. Uh, you know the transition wasn't there, uh, and every single one you know, uh, of their player is going at us, you know, and, you know, on the other side, uh, you know, it's a different, it's a different story. You know, they, I feel like they just play more physical than we did. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, what's the mood of the team right now heading into game six? I mean, we got to win. <laughs> we got to get that, get out there and, uh, you know, uh, do anything we can to put ourselves in a position to win the game. You know, and we know that we're going to need a better um, collective effort than we had tonight. And, you know, man, hopefully we get more urgency, you know, than the next game because now we, if, we, if we lose, we're going home. So uh, we can't get more urgency than that, you know. So just got to get our mind right, you know, and just, just get ready to, to get a win over there and see what happens. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, why do you think the urgency wasn't there? Um, I mean, I think many reasons. Maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I just feel like you know, maybe the, the maybe the fatigue, maybe the fact that Kawhi didn't play. Uh, you know, it could be many things. Uh, I just felt like you know we. Uh, we want to. We want to. We know. We know that we have to be a dominant defensive team. Uh, in order to win, and it starts with me. You know, and there's a lot. Of, I mean, uh, there's a lot of times when guys went at me, and you know, and I didn't stop them. So it starts with me, and and then you know, as as a team, uh, I just felt like our communication wasn't there early on. Um, the urgency wasn't there. So it's, you know, I think it's 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 just a collective, you know, mindset. Uh, you know, and we're going to watch film and see see what what really happened. But that's what I felt on the court. You know, I felt like early on we were trading trading baskets, and because we had the five point ten point lead, it was okay. But as soon as they turned up the level defensively, uh, and as soon as we stopped making those threes, you know, uh, they kept attacking us, getting to the line, and you know, getting to the rim, and uh, we just it was hard for us to to stay afloat. Maxime Lagarde, a free agent. 
Um, how will you prepare the next game? You talk about the emergency, but how will you find this emergency state of mind? Uh, no, it's about going out there, play as a team, uh, and, and you know, uh, play with effort, play with great communication, and play as a team offensively. And you know, I think if we do those three things, uh, you know, we're going to be in a great position to, to to win this game. You know, we. I mean, obviously, when we make the shots, it's 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 great. But when we don't make the shots, we got to understand that in the playoff, we're not going to make we're not going to always make the shots. So we got we have to. Um, have our defensive mindset and our physicality on from the get from the from the start of the game, and 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 then you know when the shots fall, usually it goes together. When we play defense, we we about to get transition and we we we, we get wide open shots and and you know and 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 they foul him for some reason, but it's you know it's obviously it starts with us communication uh, and uh, and the defensive mindset. What are the Clippers doing to get you away from the spots that you guys want to get to on offense and taking away some of those shots that have, that you've been getting all season, especially in that third quarter? What, what were they doing to take that away from you? I mean, I'm going to have to watch film, but, you know, it does feel like we had, we had a lot of good ones, you know, um, a lot of good shots that we had that we we didn't make or that were bouncing in and out, and then there's a few times when you know I feel like we we should attack the rim or, or you know or, or move the ball a little more and, and 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 we don't. So it's you know it's it's a great learning experience regardless for us and you know and it can't always be perfect, but uh, you know it's all about keep playing, try to play the right way for the majority of the game and. You know, keep moving the ball, and when we've done that, we 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 saw that it was really hard for them to guard us, and we're getting to the line, getting you know, finding our bigs because they play, especially when they play small, and uh, finding the, the 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 threes, you know, and it's pretty much breaking them down when we play the right way. So it's it takes a lot of mental um, toughness to keep playing the right way when they kind of speed speed us up a little bit, but I think we I think we can do it. Christos Celtis, Sports DNA. Hello, Rodi. Now the game sticks is win or go home game for you. How important is to approach it as the biggest and the most important game of your season? Like I've just said, you know, it's it's about uh, coming with the mentality of, you know, it's win or go home for us. So we're going to do anything that we can to. Uh, to 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 play the best basketball that we can play, play as a team, uh, play defense, communicate, and uh, and see what happens. You know, I think when we when we focus on those things, uh, everything else kind of falls into place. You know, and uh, and it's been really hard for them to guard us when we play with force and we and we play that way, and and then we're able to set our defense. And you know, when we play half court defense, it's it's a lot harder for them too. You know, so it's it's all connected. You know, it's uh, you gotta also give them credit. I mean, they made a lot of shots tonight, and a lot of them were easy shots. So you know, uh, it's hopefully you know we can uh, make it a little harder for them next game and, and see what happens. Last question, Alex Behar, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, uh, obviously, 
um, Donovan's not playing at 100% right now. And tonight, um, he really seemed to kind of um, struggle um, um, moving, not, you know, not moving very fluidly. Um, as teammates, what do you guys do to kind of not only support him uh, kind of just emotionally throughout the game, but also maybe take some of the pressure off of him? I mean, it takes team effort. You know, we, we all try to make sure we, we're there for one another. Uh, we need to be there for one another, defensively and offensively. And, uh, you know, and obviously, Donovan's playing with, through injuries, some other guys playing through some other stuff. So it's, you know, it's the playoffs. And at the same time, you know, we got we to gotta make sure we try to give everything we got, we, we, we have. You know, it's, it's better to have a Donovan that's 90% than to have no Donovan at the end of the day. So it's, you know, it's ready on the whole team to, to give, try to give everything they have and, and try to help each other out and, you know, and, and see what happens. Thank you, Rudy. Appreciate it. All right, Rudy Gobert uh, right there. And Rudy tonight uh, had a stat line. Let's see, 17-10. He had one assist and a steal, did not have a block tonight. Rudy said something interesting right there. He said uh, he'd almost rather them not make those shots in the first half at such a clip and maybe – uh, they would focus a little bit more on getting stops and playing defense because uh, Rudy obviously not pleased with the team's effort on that side of the ball, and he shouldn't be because I, it 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 was not terrific. I mean, again, you make the you make seventeen threes and a half, you should be up twenty. Yeah, I, I think the other part that's uh, that's concerning. I think that's a couple. You know, we've heard from Quinn and Rudy about lack of urgency. I think that's a tough one in a game five um, at home. That should be a natural. That should be a natural, yep. and so. You know, there's there's a lot to it. There's a lot to uh, a lot going on, and you know, a lot being made of, um, you know, the what the Clippers are doing. But it, it is a thing. I think Rudy Rudy hits that piece on the head. I think the Jazz have really kind of hung their hat on the fact they're a defensive team, and they get stops, and they get out and run, and and that's just been different. And whether it's urgency or or you know the scheme or whatever, um, it is what it is, and it's it's where this series is right now. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's going to be up to everybody to kind of look each other in the eye and say, hey, we <laughs> urgency is a really big part of this. Uh, we got to have everybody on the same page, you know, communication, um, making taking care of assignments, but most importantly, just hustle around and being in, engaged. All right. Let's keep the postgame sound going. Let's go back to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. All right. We'll start with Sarah Todd Deseret News. Don, can you take us through kind of what it was like in the locker room after that one ended? Um, disappointing. Um, I think for us, understanding that this is a winnable game for us, you know, outside of Paul having a great night and a few of the guys doing well, but I think disappointment, but understanding that, you know, we can't really sit here and salt. The series is not over. We've got a lot of life left to give and a lot of juice to give, and we just got to go out there and play with the level of desperation that we'd never played with before. Otherwise, We'll be home. Tony Jones, the athletic. Tony Jones. Don, I'm sorry. Uh, Donovan, Rudy, Rudy said that he doesn't feel that you guys came out with a sense of urgency defensively um, tonight. Um, do you agree with that? And, and if you do agree with that, if there's something to that, why are we talking about urgency in game five of a series? Um, I think, you know, they, they, we came out, I think the offense, we had two turnovers. I had one, I think to start the game off, we just didn't, we weren't, you know, we just made mistakes. I, don't, I wouldn't say we didn't call it level urgency. I, I think, you know, we, we, we came out and 
uh, we're just fighting, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, the score may not reflect it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say necessarily we uh, didn't have a sense of urgency, but at the end of the day, man, we compete and we got to continue to compete. We got to find a way to make it tough on these guys throughout the full 48. Um, the last three games have been, you know, pretty easy for them offensively. And, you know, we got to do a better job as a unit. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, you guys have been talking about the need to kind of get the defense on a higher level for the last few games. What do you see at this point that is lacking? You know, what did, what did you need to do tonight that you guys didn't? Um, I mean, you know, I think we can, I think we're going to make some adjustments. I think Paul's a little comfortable. You know, I, I hats off to him for, for doing what he does and, you know, doing whatever. But, you know, you can't just have Royce out there and, and then just really help. We got to make it tough. And then when guys get open looks, you know, just because they're quote unquote non shooters, can't give them easy ones. We got to still get out there and contest and make them see a hand. And I think that's, you know, the biggest thing, you know, uh, Terrence Mann played his ass off. Um, Reggie Jackson being Reggie Jackson Morris is more like we got to understand that we got to be able to close out to these guys uh, and make it tougher on them as a whole. Um, the numbers will show that, you know, the status starting five, they, they have four, four guys in double figures, but, you know, those, those little shots, you know, like Kenora having seven, like two big ones, you know, it's tough on us. Like that's a, that's a, it's a game changer, you know, throughout the entire game. And I think we just got to make certain, all these, all these shots got to make it tougher. And like I said, if we don't, we're going to be home and we have no choice at this point. Um, and I think we will pick it up and we will be better in game six because we have no choice. Matthew calls AP. Donovan, when you're playing without your usual explosiveness, probably the ankle's bothering you a little bit. What can you do um, to be effective out there without your usual um, abilities? Um, figuring it out. You know, for most of my life, I've been able to push by, explode by, and jump through people or over people. And, you know, for the first time in my career, I've had to play on the floor. Um, so being able to not to just uh, knowing when to attack, picking my spots, finding my teammates. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, being able to kind of get off it when they're doubling me and engaging the blitz. And I think I, can, I did a solid job of that. I can do better. Um, this is a learning process and, you know, it sucks that I'm learning this through the playoffs, but it is what it is and you no know, excuses. So just being able to kind of bait the, bait the blitz when no one to attack and, and kind of just, slow down a little bit. Um, I think that's what I've been doing throughout the entire playoffs because obviously can't really move. All right. One last question to McMahon, ESPN.com. Donovan, how much pain are you in? And, and with this being an every other day situation, is there any hope uh, of the ankle getting better? Or is this just something you're going to have to deal with as long as you guys are alive? I'm just, I'm not to deal with Tim. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> um, I ain't got nothing else to say. Like, you know, it's just, it's tough when you, you're, you're trying different things that you normally do and you see spots you can get to, but you can't. So you got to find a way to make it, make it happen. Um, it, it's tough, but I got to find a way. Otherwise I'm going to be home. And, you know, I said it last year that, you know, we didn't, we didn't do all this. And I said during the year, we didn't do all this to lose in the second round. So got to figure it out. Otherwise, that's it. Thank you. Thanks, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell uh, right there. And Donovan tonight, uh, 21 points, 6 of 19 shooting, 4 of 14 from 3, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and clearly frustrated in his postgame comments right there. And 
you know, uh, it seems like his ankle, he talked a lot about his ankle there, his ankle not feeling well. Yeah, he's he's definitely dealing with it. Um, you know, again, I think that the the hard part is it's, uh, you know, it's, it's affecting his ability to explode. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that, with Mike out, he's one guy that can, you know, have enough force to kind of get to the paint and finish um, or break the paint with explosion and find guys. And that's like he said, he's having to play on the floor. Some of that stuff is not, uh, you know, normal for him. So he's kind of having to figure it out. Um, I did like that, you know, Donovan said, we've got to play with a level of urgency in game six. Uh, like we've never played before or, or our season's over. And so they know what they're going into. You know, it's a quick turnaround. They'll they'll address it really quickly. But, yeah, he, he spent a lot of time talking about it. Um, obviously, uh, you know, during the game, I saw him come down, land on it once and kind of grimace. So it's definitely bothering him. Yeah. All right, uh, your final tonight, Jazz followed with Clippers, 119-111. Clips now with three games to two advantage in the series. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Adventure, excuse me. Explore the world safely uh, this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll continue to break this one down and get you more sound from the locker room coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz lose tonight 119-111 to to the Los Angeles Clippers. Now trail in the best of seven series, three games to two. Uh, Let's uh, take a look at your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. This really was a big story in the game, of course, because the Jazz set a franchise record with 17 threes made in the first half, and they only made three after that, Tim. In fact, they were shooting over 50% at the half. They ended up shooting 37% for the game. So not good in the second half. And, uh, in fact, some misses that were just epic misses. In the fourth quarter, Donovan had a few that were just air balls. And, uh, you know, I, I hate the live by the three, die by the three, especially since I think the Jazz, at least this year, as the season has gone along, has so much more depth as a team. And I'm not talking depth like right. depth on the bench. I'm talking about things that they can do. They were so much of a more complex team than just, well, the threes went in, so they win, and they didn't go in, so they lose. But, you know, tonight they needed to get stops, and that was a major issue. But to go from unbelievably unconscious from three to non-existent from three is really something. Yeah, it, it to me, and we talked about this a bunch watching it, the, the Jazz took a lot of the similar same shot or similar type shots um, as they did in the first half, second half. They made difficult threes. And, um, you know, they, they have not been a team that's relied a ton this year or had a great amount of success on a lot of off-the-bounce threes. This series has changed that. And Donovan's been remarkable off the bounce, uh, made, you know, he's averaging going into the night 37 points a game in this series. So, um, you know, I think the fact that he's, you know, he's making that shot a bunch tonight, that shot kind of, you know, after halftime, it just kind of departed. You know, nobody else really made that shot. Um, what has made the Jazz stand out? I agree. It's, a, it's the defensive energy and effort, typically. Uh, and it is the ability 
to break the defense down and get catch and shoot threes. That's been the story of the season. Um, the Clippers, by virtue of what they've done, taken that away, and the Jazz have really struggled to be consistent making that shot. We saw them miss 20 in a row in a game, you know, the, uh, 20 straight shots in a game this, this series. So um, the physicality, the length, all that stuff, I think, plays into it. Um, but the Jazz just could not get the, tor- the, cr- the corner turn tonight, uh, get into the paint and create. And so they ended up with a lot of off-the-bounce threes. How about this? Paul George is currently going with his media availability, and uh, our, our guy Ben Anderson is involved, and he just tweeted this out. And this is, this is straight class. How about this coming from Paul George? Uh, talking about Utah Jazz fans, he said, quote, they're against me for the right reasons. They love their team. He goes on, he says, it's a pleasure to be able to play in front of these fans, unquote. That's pretty darn. That's pretty darn cool, right there, from Paul George. How about that? No, it's great. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, Paul had some fun tonight. You know, razzing the fans, but he he's he backed it up. He played sure terrific basketball. I agree with you. He's a guy that has been talked about and and you know laughed about and all the different things. But the bottom line is tonight, Paul really, in my mind, he has he had good support, but he won this game. You know, he just he stepped did. up. Uh, knew what was on the table, knew he did not have Kawhi, and he just was it was terrific tonight. In spite of the fans, and then showed him some respect in the postgame. I thought that was pretty cool. That is, That's the way you do it. Yep, that is the way you do it. That's pretty awesome. All right, let's keep the postgame sound rolling. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Bogey, just, you know, after the terrific early start that you had to the game, uh, you didn't get as many shots up in the second half. And obviously, as a team, the, the three-point shots started to fall or started not to fall. Why was that, that uh, they, they couldn't find you more easily, I guess, in the second half? And just kind of from a shot-making point, point of view, what was happening? I mean, they're, they're a smart team. They, they adjusted, so they were not helping that much of me. You know, in the second half, in the first half, there were we had a couple. I had a couple in a in a fast break. We had a, also a lot of shot of of Donovan's. They were they were trying to double him and blitz him. But uh, I think that that was not not the key or not the point why we why we why we lost the game today. Maria Vidal tap Deportes. Hi, Boyan. Despite the loss. What do you think is going to be the key to step up, move forward, and get ready to get that win in LA and have the chance of tightening the series? I mean, it's it's our our defense and also our our offense. We didn't start well last last three games offensively. A couple of turnovers and, and and bad shots. We are allowing them to to get in a in a game with easy easy buckets, and then it's tough to guard them. So, like I said. Our our defense gotta gotta be key. Our defense get us to into the playoffs in, in a number spot in a, in a league. So we gotta we gotta kinda be more focused and, and, and be more aggressive defensively. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Boyan, we know that Donovan is playing through a lot of pain right now and um, you know he's told us that he's having to play the game a little bit differently because he's used to being able to explode over guys and to have a little bit more burst. Have you guys been maybe setting up plays a little bit differently and have you guys have to had to adjust to him playing differently? 
I mean, they they were doubling him for for whole game, so so he was trying to to find to find us for the easy shot. We had a again 50, 54 threes, which is which is good for us. This this who who we are. But uh, I mean, big big credit to Donovan as well that he is playing with uh with the pain. He's trying to trying to do and help help us. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy. To, it's not easy to play on that way. But like I say, we all need to we all need to step up next game. Rebecca Harlow, TMT. You're talking about your defense, how you feel like there are some things that you guys can clean up there. And, you know, one of the things that we were hearing from coach was that he felt like you guys needed more communication. Did you feel like that that was a fair assessment? And if communication wise, you guys weren't talking as much as you typically do and what we usually see when you guys are playing on a string, what, what needs to change there in your mind? I mean, of course, they play small ball almost whole game. So of course, that is, it's big, big time for us to to communicate better. Like I said, we allow we allow a lot of a lot of guys to get easy in a game, and then it's it's tough to it's tough to help double double PG or or, or whatever. He had a terrific night again. But yeah, coach is right. We gotta we gotta communicate better, but also we gotta we gotta be better on on the ball and and, and contain. Contain the guys, force them for the, for the tough shots. All right, we have time for one last question. Christos Saltos, Sport DNA. Hello, Boyan. How different thing were the Clippers tonight without Kawhi Leonard on the floor? And about you, how important to to be ready mentally wise about Game Six? I mean, we knew that they're gonna have a couple other guys that are gonna step up. They're gonna have a bigger role, more more shots but i think that it's that it's all on all on us we gotta we gotta be better no matter who is on an opposite side we show we show a lot of times how how good we are i mean there's no back next game it's the biggest biggest game of this season i think that uh, the way we played whole season we deserve the chance to have a game seven on on, on our court and and like i said it's time to play defense and and, and step up Okay, that's it for tonight. Thank you so much, Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich tonight scored a team high 32 points, 10 of 20, shooting 9 of 17 from three. And of course, he was just unconscious uh, there in the first half, uh, having a, a big game. But, uh, the, you know, the Jazz struggled with that defense. And Boyan talked about how Donovan has to go up against that double team all night long. I'm just. You know, I I know the Clippers are really good and, and uh, they've got a good scheme. I'm just surprised the Jazz have not been able to adjust better to what the Clippers are doing defensively. Yeah, I, I liked what he ended with right there. It's time for us to, to guard and step up and play defense. Um, you know, I really do think that that can be uh, kind of what they can rally around. And it is going down and winning a game. You know, I think the, the moment is really heavy because they've lost three in a row. Um, but the, the moment is also there for the Jazz to go and kind of turn this thing by what Do- what uh, Bojan said right there, if they can play some defense, if they can get in a rhythm defensively and maybe create offense by playing really good defense, um, you know, they, they have an opportunity. And I like the, the point he made, too. Um, they, they deserve the right. You know, they earned the right to to have a game seven on their floor. It's what they they played so hard all year long for. So, um, you know, a huge, huge game with a lot on the balance.
you know, there's not a ton to be positive about in this game. Uh, I get it, and I, I know fans are going to be grumpy. I'm going to be dialed into Jazz playoff over time because I'm sure they're going to take some some calls from some frustrated fans. But I was telling Gordon this the, the other day, and it may feel down. And, and, hey, the Jazz have an uphill battle ahead of them to win this series. But, really, all they have to do is win two games in a row. And this is a team that won 21 out of 23 no, exactly. and, and was just crunching teams in their wake. So it's – it's not like they're not capable of doing it. And I think you and Bogdanovich hit the nail on the head. It's got to start with the guarding. It, it really does. I mean, you know, we get caught up in the numbers of attempts and threes and makes. I mean, 20 of 54, the Jazz made 23s tonight. And still um, we're out of it uh, really for most of the fourth quarter. It's, it's, Rudy talked about it early. He'd, he'd almost rather see him not make those shots in the first half so they'd have some intensity on the defensive end. I think that's where it's got to start. I really do. 17 made threes and a half. And you're up five, you know, right. and, and there were time after time where the Jazz would make a three. Um, sometimes we get the feet of the replay and the Clippers are already scored before the replay is over, you know. So I do believe that's a huge piece of where this needs to begin. Um, they've got to get out and and kind of, again, rediscover the, the fact that they were, they are a really good defensive team. And it has to go back to the principles of communication, um, you know, and everybody giving great effort. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And we'll see what kind of effort they come out with uh, for game number six because they're going to need it. And I'm with you specifically on uh, the defensive end. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, the sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall tonight. To the Clips, 119 to 111. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Push ahead to Bogdanovic. Quick three. He hit it! And that's going to tell you that before he went down because he fired and retreated. And Bogdanovic has 23 points and seven threes. And the Jazz are shooting lights out and they're up eight. That would not continue. Welcome on back. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. There's your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Jazz fall tonight to the Clippers. Now trail three games to two in their best of seven playoff series. 119-111 post game. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. If you're just joining us at 1213 on a Thursday morning. It is Thursday, right? They all run together. What day is it? Anyway, uh, Jazz led by Boyan Bogdanovich, 32 points tonight, 10 of 20 shooting. Donovan Mitchell had 21 on 6 of 19 shooting. Uh, Rudy was 17 and 10 rebounds. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 15 coming in off the bench. Although we haven't talked about the bench uh, much tonight, Coach Lacombe. Jordan Clarkson's 15 is a solid number, 5 of 12 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3. But you consider that they had 17 points total off the bench. And the bench continues to be a story. Uh, it was certainly a big-time positive for this team during the year. Has not been in this series. No, it hasn't. They, they've not... Uh... You know, they haven't brought the energy that they brought during the season. They have not made the shots. Um, you know, Favors hasn't been as, uh, I, I guess the Memphis series, Favors was really fresh and made some really good defensive plays late in that series. I think that this is, a, you know, this is a, a, a situation now where 
the Jazz have got to find one little thing, one little glimmer of hope, um, and they got to play to that. And this team's been good with their back to the wall. So um, that's where they are right now. We've seen them fight. You know, they've never just quit. And uh, that's one thing I love about watching them. Uh, Paul George, uh, flipping over to the Clippers for a moment. He was uh, spectacular tonight in 40 minutes, 37 points on 12 of 22 shooting. He had 16 rebounds and five assists. And uh, you were saying uh, Paul George joins uh, Kevin Durant from, I guess that would have been last night, right? Uh, two nights ago. It's past midnight. Uh, for I the can't only, keep it straight, bro. The only players to hit that kind of stat line in the playoffs. I mean, he was just phenomenal. Oh, he was. He, he's, that is the moment that, um, that they needed from him. That's the game they needed from him. And you could tell. I mean, the, I think David made the comment early in the game, but the Clippers bench stood up. You know, they, they were all rallied in, in, in it. Um, they, they really came in tonight to do exactly what they did, shock, you know, shock everybody. Uh, two really crazy, shocking games, I guess, if you look at it that way in the NBA, because I think uh, this morning you would think, or, you know, that the Jazz would, would have the upper hand with Kawhi out, uh, and certainly you're watching the Philadelphia-Atlanta game today, uh, and the Sixers are just crushing Atlanta, and Atlanta comes back. So you just never know. Uh, and that's what you got to watch to the end because there's lots of different things going on. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you before we close the book on this one and look forward to game six. Well, definitely frustrating. I think that, um, you know, the fans here were all ready for a big celebration and a party, and uh, it was pretty quiet in that second half. Um, you know, just could not get in a rhythm. It's kind of been the story of this of the series. Um, but I, you know, the one thing you have to have in sport is a short memory. Uh, you've got to learn the lessons, but you got to have a short memory. The Jazz, uh, the nice thing about it, they don't have to wait very long. Um, they can go play this game on Friday, and um, you know they they are they all know what what the game what the game means, the urgency that's going to be required to beat a team on their home floor. Uh, and then bring that game this back to game seven. I don't think that's above what this team can do. I believe watching this team all year long, it's in there. Um, and it really just needs to be one or two positive things that happen. Uh, and hopefully they can build some momentum and get a snowball effect. All right. We want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. Uh, thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone uh, doing a great job calling all the action. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen, our broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to Alex Lundberg. Lundy uh, doing a great job, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Oh, thanks to Megan, who uh, Megan was our on-site engineer for the pregame show today. I'm sure Megan is. Long, fast asleep. Thanks to I our buddy James, our, our, our ah, security buddy James, who's been so good to us. He has been. Shout out to James. Good call right there. Uh, thanks to our post-game uh, sponsor, of course, Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrack with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score tonight Clippers beat the Jazz 119-111. to 111. Coach Lacombe, it is always a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good to be with you, Jake. Hopefully, you, it's, uh, hopefully we can be together many more nights. You have had a wild 48 hours. So yeah, I'd say wild. Hey, well, at least a lot of you, – you've covered a lot of ground. How covered about a that? lot of ground. Covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot but, of activity. But, hey, 
Head on a swivel. All right, buddy. Well, you go home and get some rest. We've got a game six to prepare for. Shall do. Game six coming your way Friday night, which is technically tomorrow from Los Angeles. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. Your final. Clippers beat the Jazz tonight, 119-111. to uh, Coming up next, Jazz playoff overtime. Amanda Smith, Austin Horton, our boy Alex Lundberg is going to be piping in as well. Taking your phone calls. Line them up now, 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-ZONE. That's coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network.